Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 199, episode 2 of Your Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It is Tuesday, August 24th, 2021, T-minus one day to the live show. Uh, My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Tonight, we fear Ron. He will set our town on fire. He's a mean fighter. So's his son. That is courtesy of Christy Yamaguchi Main uh, in response to my question about whether Mark Ronson's name comes from somebody being named Ron back oh. in the day. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ron, <laughs> the fierce fighter. Here, here he comes, Ron. Ron. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> Taking back Britannia for the Vikings. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Yes, fresh on a social media cleanse for his own mental health. He's coming back with some tried and true AKAs. It's Hideo Noho, AKA Ooh. the Lord of Lancashire, Miles of Gray. Thank yeah, you yeah. for having me. I was just thinking about that. I'm like, I have to, I talk so much about trying to detox off of social media, but like I do, like I talk shit about it. Like I'll get it, I'll get a streak going for like 24 hours. I right. can't, I'm like, you know, I need to get like a string of games going where I'm just got a streak of hits where I'm avoiding social media yeah. for my mental like we're health. Not, we're not talking to you because we don't want to break the streak. We don't want to screw it up and jinx it. Like uh, a <laughs> yeah, pitcher has got a no-no it. going. Yeah, don't uh, talk about it. I am on acid, though. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> amazing. Shout out you to Doc Ellis. Going. You got a no-no oh, going. Oh, yeah, oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, as mentioned a moment ago, yeah. uh, we are one day away. August yes. 25th, 6 p.m. PST, 9 p.m. Uh, on the East Coast. We are bringing you... The year 2000 mm-hmm. in a live streaming, audio-visual extravaganza. Mm-hmm. We are going to riff on ridiculous pictures. We are going to talk Tom Hanks's pee fetish. Uh, we are going to quiz your ass. I'm going to dress quiz uh, your ass like the year 2000. And we have special guest Chris Crofton. Woo. Yeah. It'll Hopefully he'll show up. You know, because yeah. we know about him in technology. So if I have to... <laughs> like put him in my car and that I'm I, it may have to happen that way but he will be there it will be interactive you can get your takes off in the chat we'll talk to y'all there and you know make sure you get your ticket because even if you can't make it at six or nine depending on where you are shit maybe three maybe you an h-a-w-a-i-i uh you yeah. can still get your ticket at momenthouse.com slash the daily zeitgeist and watch a video on demand version but you got to get your ticket yeah, yeah. Momenthouse.com slash the daily zeitgeist. All right, Miles, we are very fortunate to be joined in our third seat by one of our favorite yes, yes. TDZ guests, a very funny comedian from Good Mythical Morning and the Star Wars show. Uh, he's the co creator of Newsbroke and the host of the podcast Frockcast and Pod Yourself a Gun, mm. which Miles and I have both been on. He is Mr. Matt. Leave Matthew Lieb, done dirt cheap. <laughs> What's up, guys? I was wow. trying to do a song too. I yeah, like that. Now it's awesome. Done dirt cheap. Matthew Lieb, and I, you know, I had to do my full name in order to get all the syllables right, but right. Uh, I think it worked out. 
And yeah. if, if you're if you're vaccinated and you're, I'm sorry, I was just gonna make a really tasteless cum joke. Do it, Matthew Lee. Ben is cum's dirt cheap uh, because anti-vaxxers believe that their oh, semen is the new gold. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Matthew dirt. Lee, Ben, he licks both cheeks. See, there's a bunch of stuff yeah. you could yeah. do. I beautiful. love this, Matthew Lee. Check out his wiki feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, my girlfriend sla- I mean my fiance. Yeah, me. whoa, whoa. Come on, bro. Easy there. Update it. She's on WikiFeet and there's a picture of her and I together in which she is on WikiFeet, but I am not on WikiFeet even though my feet are next to her on WikiFeet. And Aww. I feel I don't know, like I'm just not WikiFeet famous yet. Yeah, and yeah. Right. uh I hope to get there today after this podcast. Wait, the picture has you as with open toe like your your feet are exposed. We're both wearing sandals. We're like at, at wow. the beach or something. Damn, okay. you wearing the, sandals in public? I mean, it's <laughs> man, that's feminine, bro. That's feminine, like sandals. Feminine, as, like sandals. As the Jizza told me from a young age, and that's a minimum. Yeah. And feminine, like sandals. I fucking, oh, no. I had a whole thing about not wearing sandals for a minute, and then because I of that feet. specifically. I just heard the Jizz. I mean, Jizz is yeah. a genius, and despite of his, despite his regressive toxic masculinity, I was sure, like, oh, sure, sure. Maybe this sandals are feminine, bro. I mean, they are thong sandals, so I kind of see where Ow. he's coming from. You know yeah. what I mean? So, or you do the, which is funny because at a certain age, like a lot of old black men, they rock the same kind of leather strapped covered yeah. toe sandal, which is very ironic to me. Like it's like a certain age where like my grandfather started wearing them, then I saw like my uncle start wearing them. My dad mm-hmm. hasn't quite got there yet, but the, every, people know if you know that that strappy leather sandal that the the older black men in the community rock. But it covers the toes. They stay modest with it. Yeah. Is they, that what you're saying? It's a bit of a, yeah, it has like, even though there's some, you know, the air can get through, the toes are right. covered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good. Yeah. Keep that, you know, you need that space between you and God. Like only God can know what your disgusting <laughs> toes look like. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I don't like people looking at my toes. I don't oh want them God. to look at my toes. But if I were famous enough and people happen to look at my toes on the internet i'd be like oh shoot that's yeah. too bad and then move on with my life that's me in a panic if i don't cut my toenails like i get that like i'm like oh, oh. Shit, i gotta cut my toenails and then you oh. go out to do a thing and you got sandals on you're like fuck i'm yeah. like trying to curl yeah. my toes underneath yeah. my feet <laughs> I <do> toes. Shit. <laughs> i'm always doing that because my toes are so long like i i know my toes are too long because like my both of my kids, when they have gotten to the age of being able to, like, talk and notice weird things, have commented on my feet, like, without any prompting. How, Wait, you're how still long like, are we talking yeah, here? Yeah, what? Uh, I got real long toes, bro. We got, like, like a bear's claw? Like, you know, like where it has a marsupial? Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's pretty long. I can okay. nice. We'll bring yeah. them out for the live show. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> yes, seriously, yeah, yeah. you and, can make some good money bringing that out uh, for the live show. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably someone's fetish, right? Like, doesn't it all get for started sure. when you're like a kid? Anything and you're is just anything. around. Anything is everything. Yeah. Anything, anything. anything somebody, can make me horny. Somebody, <laughs> <laughs> just watch. Just watch. Don't believe me, that just is watch. my promise to you uh, on this show. Well, yeah. Zykan, get Matt's feet up on WikiFeet so mm, that there's you. some balance to the relationship. Come on. Yeah. 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 All right, Matt, we are going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, a couple of things we're talking about. The FDA has approved the vaccine. I wasn't like on the on this news story so much like I wasn't waiting on this. I didn't know that that was something people were waiting on. But apparently, you know, in anti-vax circles, that was one of the excuses they were using. It's something Uh, people are pretending to be waiting for. Mm -hmm. Right. 
And now, uh, but this is big news because they will be able to mandate the vaccine, which is, I think, our only way out of this shitstorm that we're in. Speaking of the vaccine, we are going to talk about Trump and Mo Brooks. They're trying out some new material in Alabama, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, just workshopping, went up there with their notebook like Chris Rock when he's trying out new material. (laughs) And uh, it was it it didn't go great for them. They bombed, bombed, man. They're not not good. They're not digging the new shit. Hard. Yeah, it's hard to write, dude. People, you know, <laughs> yeah, they think it's easy up there. Nah, man, there's yeah. a lot of, I mean, I, I wonder if, like, they go to racist open mics just to try out new uh, catchphrases. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they're on yeah. Laura Ingram's show pretty frequently, so, yeah. It's true. A lot of racists think that they should just wait until the racism, like, strikes them, just like the inspiration. But Trump, I hear, is up every morning at 8 o'clock just with his notepad, just working out ideas, just oh. writing down racist ideas. Just See, like, I always thought he was more like a Mark Maron type. He just goes up there and whatever racist thought out, he man. has in his head, you know. He's That's just what like, he wants you to think. That That's dude is dedicated. Yeah. 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 That's why he's so good at it that it seems natural. It seems like it's coming off the dome, Which, but that is yeah. practice. And a lot of jazz musicians look down because, you know, a true jazz solo isn't pre-written. You know, you're just, right. you, you get the chart, you know where the changes are, and you go from there. He pre-writes his solos, and I think that's kind of a shock, too. Um, <laughs> yeah, that but, is shocking. You know, it's unfortunate. Yeah. It's, but it looks, it looks real. It looks yeah, real. Yeah. yeah. We're going to talk about the Cray Challenge, and we're going to talk about Goop Cruise, which is... A, the new adopted child of Tom Cruise? Yes. Uh, Tom Cruise's new baby. <laughs> goop Cruise. Uh, no, it's, there, there's a new Goop Cruise coming, and it just brings together all the, all the good stuff about modern, about this moment in America. Oh, I so can only, talk wait, about so that. you're saying like Gwyneth Paltrow Goop Cruise? As a, yes. Okay, so that's already, you're talking about woo-woo wellness on a cruise ship uh-huh. in a pandemic? Ooh. Yes. Chugga, 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 woo woo. You know what I mean? It's a train, but close enough. Yeah. Woo woo. There it is. Yeah. Potent cocktail that uh, we can all look forward to there. What a combo. But before we get to any of that and where you can get your tickets for the Goop Cruise, Matt, we do like to ask our guests what is something from your search history? Sure. The most recent thing that I looked up was I Googled the odd father because there's this guy, Vincent the Chin Gigante. I I just did. uh, (laughs) He's a mobster. I just did one of the other iHeart podcasts, uh, Ridiculous History. Mm -hmm. And we were doing weird mafia and crime stories. And there's basically this guy, Vincent the Chin Gigante. He pretended to be mentally ill for 40 years in order to not go to prison. And it is just this incredible ruse that he went on where every time he went outside, he would just like dress like a hobo and just like talk to himself. And he was like, you know, peeing, you know, on walls and talking to parking meters and shit like that. All just so that he could basically, you know, not get convicted of things due to like mental illness or whatnot. Right call that malingering yeah i mean he actually did successfully avoid he he like ran the genovese crime family for like 20 years and avoided prison up until like 1997 all because they couldn't they just had to they couldn't pin things on him because no one would ever talk about him they would touch their chin 
in order to talk about him. Or they would put a, uh, I think it was a C. Yeah, that's right. For the chin, which also is Crips. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like the first Crip, if you think about it. But uh, And uh, yeah, he just, he spent his whole career just being like, I gotta go to school, I gotta kill a bird. And then he would go inside and be like, hey, we gotta kill these guys, all right? And, wow. and then he would go outside again. And then like, he would, he would just keep doing that over and over. And the FBI knew it the whole time. They're like, this guy's faking it. But, oh, but uh, like, how do we prove it? <laughs> how do we prove it? Yeah. And they, you know, it's hard to convince a judge. But uh, yeah, it's a pretty they incredible story. They, they, they did. finally got him. Yeah, they, they they finally got him. And then even when he was in prison for like six years, he continued the ruse. Wow. Just hoping <laughs> that appeal will come through. Yeah. Yeah. And then eventually when it didn't, like maybe three years before he died during like an arraignment hearing for something else, he admitted, yeah, it was, uh, I was just faking it <laughs> the whole time. You got yeah, me. <laughs> yeah. He was like, you guys got punk. <laughs> you guys are good. You're good. You're good. I thought I was good. Y'all are better. I mean, God. he is the he's the Jared Leto of the mafia. If you think about it, like he went ma- <laughs> he went like full method, right? Right. The entire his entire career, and you got to respect that. You got to respect the commitment that it takes to, to avoid a severe prison sentence. <laughs> to avoid a severe prison sentence, and also the love of the game, because like part of that is just like he did not enjoy being a ma- ma- mafioso. Like it, right. he even said, like if I had to do it all over again, I think I would have did it a different way. Which, I would have uh, been an actor, mate. Yeah. Like that. That's what I always said about like usual spoiler spoiler alerts for anybody who hasn't seen Usual Suspects. But yeah. I've always said that it's so it's so weird that Verbal Kit like is just such a like dr- drama. Like he's giving like this incredible detailed performance the whole right. time. It's like wow, this dude is just like basically a blocked actor he like always yeah. wanted to be an actor and instead became like the prince of darkness right, <laughs> so right, right. it's just like you know giving like a very you know studied performance of somebody who speaks a certain way even though he's like from a different country mm-hmm. like what at the end when the when there's that reveal like his entire persona changes so yeah he starts walking straight and everything and you're but i've like, always been oh. interested in like what it would be like if a real mobster tried that, like how, how, what their performance would be like. I, I'd imagine it was like a very problematic approximation. Oh, I know. Like, That's like, yeah. Cause you know, he did a terrible job with it. You know, right. it was he like did a it mobster's was... version of mental illness. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that dude was just doing I am Sam the whole time. Right. Right. And yeah, people yeah. were like, this is. That number one, this is Oscar worthy. No- <laughs> <laughs> but like mostly they're just like the FBI is about to arrest him and Twitter's about to cancel him. So right. he's got everything after him, you know? Yeah. It's a bummer. Wow. Call that an yeah. omni crisis. Yeah. What is uh, what's something you think is overrated, Matt? At home composting. <laughs> so Francesca, my fiance we recently got like a one of those barrel uh, do you guys compost at home no you guys? I do not i have a composting bin but i haven't like fu- done anything fucked with it, with it yet. <laughs> so it's kind of like people. a kind of like a fly casino <laughs> at the moment like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's more like an incubator for for future flies yeah, AKA yeah, yeah a maggot exactly. form so it's a think um, tank <laughs> it's a think tank 
<laughs> yeah, so uh, we, she really wanted to compost. And, you know, because like in San Francisco, when we lived there, they have like citywide composting. The green bin in San Francisco is for compost. So it's like they actually, the city takes it and whatever, um, turns it into soil or whatever the hell it is. But no, so we here, you don't, they don't do that in LA. So we got this like tumbler and you put all of your like scraps of like, I don't know, uh, like veggie scraps and stuff like that. Banana no meat peels. or anything. Right, right. Um, oh, you can't put meat scrap- in there? No, you can't. It, hey, I'll be I right thought- back. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> chicken's like, all right well, that- though, right? That ain't Yeah, meat. yeah, no, you can put an alive chicken in there. <laughs> Yeah. And then tumble it for a while. But yeah, so uh, we put all these like veggie scraps in there and she just got she got really into the idea, but she didn't read like past step two, which was like buy the yeah. bin, put the trash, you know, the scraps in the bin. And now we just have like this giant bin filled with trash and flies and so many maggots, dude. Just mm. it's just so many. And I keep being like, so when do we when does this turn into soil or something? And she's like, I know I have to look that up. <laughs> <laughs> and she hasn't. She, that's, <laughs> she, a, that's a real. She hasn't done it. Yeah. So we have this like smelly extra trash thing. Yeah. And 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 then also like you have to like basically tumble it and then dry it and it takes a few weeks. But we keep building up more and more compost. So there's more of these like little bags of like scraps and stuff. And there's nowhere to put them. So she puts them in the freezer. So now our freezer is just filled. With, oh. like, bags of scraps of different, disgu- like, coffee grounds and just disgusting, like, like corn husks and things like that. And there's barely any food in it now. It's just <laughs> non-food that used to be food. <laughs> right, and right. I'm just, I, I'm trying to be, like, I'm, like, secretly throwing a few of them away, hoping she doesn't notice. Right. But at some point, you have to go, like, hey, we're all going to die anyways. Right. You know, from climate change. What is one compost tumbler? What if we just throw this banana peel away today? Honestly, just throw the banana peel away. And, uh, but I can't convince her of that. So she can help us. Well, we just have messy trash piles. What, yes, what, uh, where are we what going is the wrong? green one for? Because the, there is green uh, trash cans in, in L.A. Do, that green one is for, them? like, a garden scraps Yard or trimming. something? Right. But, like, I also put, like, old food in there. Like, That's what I'm saying. I was I was thinking, like, well, who's going to know if there's, like, you know, oh, there's some grass clippings and right. then also some eggshells. Like, right. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Like, what uh, is that? How does it? I mean, I don't even know what they do with the the, the, the other stuff. I'm just saying uh, this at home composting is uh, it's for yeah. the birds. <laughs> this uh, like uh, Soren Bowie, who's been a guest on the show before, he is the one person I know who has like successfully composted at home and then like used it to like fertilize his own garden that he planted and he has like it's like yeah the avocados are huge man like come through oh man i remember that builds his own furniture and i'm just like he he had he does it at a level that i find uh discouraging because it's like yeah it's like i'm never gonna do that man yeah, yeah, he's setting the bar too high we we went to soren's house once during like avocado fest when oh, it was yeah. like, go to Soren's and you're leaving with like a fucking construction trash bag of avocados. Yeah. And when he's like, yeah, there's an avocado tree. When I looked up and saw the bounty that was on that tree, it, I right. almost <laughs> fucking died of shock because I was like, yeah. how the fuck do you have this many? Up? Like I had it yeah. at my house growing up as a kid. There was an avocado tree that like whose branches would kind of come over into our side of the yard. 
And then yeah. fucking squirrels were fucking eating them all yeah. the time. You couldn't get to right. them. And he's like, well, no, I've, I've sorted it out. I don't know if that meant he was beating, you know, shooting them. Yeah, he's shit, got a but... BB gun and then just a squirrel graveyard in his backyard. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, just just horrifying, like, saw, like, a <laughs> carnival of torture devices <laughs> for, like, squirrels behind his garage. Just little, tiny, adorable escape rooms that you're putting <laughs> right. all the squirrels in. If you yeah. work together, then you can escape. If you look oh, closely, okay. the branches are lined with pikes in which I put the squirrels' heads on as an example to the newcomers. You're like, oh, okay. You know what? I don't need an avocado. Yeah. Have you ever left a smashed fly on the like, yeah, and as an example wall, just as an example, yeah, to let them know. Oh, I've definitely done it. Yeah. I don't think that they actually they no, they don't understand. They, they don't, don't care. Yeah, that's but why it's they're also, hard. The hardest. They're hard in the as fuck. <laughs> There's the closest so I'll ever come to having a hunting trophy on a wall. Is just like a smash fly. So. They're so hard. They're just like, fuck you, bitch. I was born in a trash can. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, you're like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Please, I'm sorry, sorry Mr. Sure. Fly. <laughs> uh, what is something you think is underrated, Matt? Um, bidets. Let's talk mm-hmm. about bidets for a second. I uh, have a bidet. I mean, uh, do you guys have one of those bidets on your toilet? Tushy, yeah, you, yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sponsor Tush. I just like, I never knew that life could be so different. It's one of those mm-hmm. like few times where like a, a technology has truly changed my life. It was like the iPhone. Oh, you got this joint? Oh, shit. This is like a Japanese toilet seat style bidet. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. And it's like, it's got a little uh, a nozzle that comes out and just sprays water, yeah. like high-powered water, uh, straight into, yeah. like, into my asshole, which yeah. is uh, it, it's just an inc- incredible thing. I thought it was just like a little bit of a spritz just to, like, nah. kind of... This is community nah, service getting graffiti off the alley wall. Yes, pressure exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I've got yeah. whole murals that have been taken out of the inside of my colon. <laughs> it's like, it is incredible feeling. And, uh, but now when I go out to literally anywhere else. Oh, you can't, you don't know how to live. I don't know how to live. I'm like using way too much toilet paper. Cause like, I just, I, I, I need a clean asshole. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You take yeah. for granted how, 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 like, you know, I've been wandering the earth only using a bidet when I would, like, visit Japan when I was, like, you know, growing right. up. That's where, like, a bidet was regular. And then back here, it was just toilet paper fest. And until, yeah, I got this thing on my toilet, it's it ruins you because, you like you said, you get used to this level of cleanliness that you're like, yeah. damn, bro, like, I was fucking up my entire life. My mm. whole life. And yeah. it's it's just really, like... Now I feel disgusting. Like, I want to take a full shower now whenever I go poo-poo in a place that doesn't have a bidet. And yeah. uh, it's just, it's it's unfortunate. But I will say that it is just absolutely underrated in the United States how incredible bidets are. And I feel like we need to, I don't know, like, there should be a government program that puts a bidet in everyone's home and just is like, trust me. And I think right. it would actually establish some trust of the federal government within lots of these communities, right. you know, like communities that are just like, I don't know about, you know, the government coming here trying to tell me what to do. If you put a bidet in there, I guarantee you, they'd be like, Oh, maybe like the government like does it's some looking out yeah. for us. Yeah. They're like yeah. uncle Sam hook my sphincter up straight up. Yeah. I mean, you, I think it would be, it would be good for the world. Like step one, universal basic bidets, right? Step two, universal basic income. Step three, universal health care. You know what I mean? There it is. Three-point plan. 
Boom. Three point plan. Elect Matt Lieb for president. President of that bussy. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh God. The <laughs> what? Dude, oh, you've you've ended your campaign. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, my my wife's next to me. Um, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I resign. Uh, All right. This was a mistake. <laughs> Do, are there like in France? Are there bidets in public restrooms? That feels like that would be. That might great, be a bridge too far. Yeah. yeah, I've never been to France because I'm an American and I'm proud. Oh, yeah. that's dope. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good for you. I also man. don't like to be made Stand fun strong. of because I'm not willing to learn another language while I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one place where they're really, they really like make fun of you for not knowing French. Which is which nice, is, you know, because people should get used to the idea that everywhere is not America. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Japan, like in Japan, for example, a lot of public bathrooms do have like the futuristic toilet seat that will have a bidet. Not everywhere. But it's not a surprise if you go somewhere you're like, no, they got it here. I'm ready. I mean, yeah. the they must have like a system for cleaning it that I just don't know about. Because, yeah, I do think like if I were in a public restroom and I saw a bidet, I'd be like, I don't know if I want to. The thing is, we, you know, I just think we'd ruin it. I yeah. do, what, what, what first world country has the most disgusting public restrooms? I'd be willing to guess it was America. Yeah, 100%. Like, for sure. Like, I, I mean, I haven't been to, like, Germany or whatever, but I bet if you went to, you know, fucking Germany and went to a public restroom, you'd be like, this is really clean. Like, is this a hospital? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, we've talked before. America's got some, like, you know, push stress down in one place and it pops up in another stuff yeah. going on. So, right. like... You know, I, I feel like I've been in public restrooms where it's like, oh, uh, somebody was like get working something out. Yeah, someone was going was, through something. Oh, yeah. 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 Especially yeah, people yeah. just piss on the walls. Like, yeah. they're like, all right, yeah, this is, I guess, this is the release valve for some people just, to desecrate a public bathroom. I'm yeah. just like, I don't, I can't follow the like resentment logic that leads to doing a doo doo like on top of the toilet seat, but <laughs> I know it's. I know it's based on yeah. resentment. I just don't yeah. know why. Yeah. Yeah. What are we resenting here? Well, inhumane we're treatment talk of about people. It. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. If we're not being treated humane. You think we're going to treat these bathrooms humanely? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Fuck exactly. out of here. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about resentment. And we're back. Jeez. And so good news. Uh, the FDA approved the Pfizer vaccine, which I didn't know we were waiting for. But apparently that makes it possible for companies and institutions to start mandating the vaccine. The Pentagon has moved to immediately make the vaccine a requirement for all 1.4 million active duty service members, which Dang. I have to I have to imagine that's going to be a big you know, a big shift. United Airlines uh, will make it a requirement for employees to show proof of vaccination within five weeks. Mm -hmm. I can't. I th I think this is the only way that we start making progress, right? Because I mean, you know, it's 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 something. It just feels like uh, it just feels everything feels like a drop in the bucket. Because like my first thought would have been like. Wait, we don't have our servicemen and our airline people vaccinated already? Like that's Of course. Yeah. I thought we 
did that. You know, I thought that I thought, was step one. I thought that was step one. It was just like, you know, and then you realize, like, I mean, we've got so many people to go, but that just feels like a drop in the bucket. What about all the millions of people who are either, you know, not able to get like easy access to the vaccine or the people who are just like, you know, they've been red pilled by you know, idiots online and just uh, refuse to get it. So I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's a good first step. Yeah, it feels yeah. like it makes it harder to like for someone to then be able to like, you know, reject it and keep their job because we saw, you know, Amy Coney Barrett like ruled with on um, the side of uh, Indiana University to be like, no, nah, they can mandate a vaccine for like students like that's where I don't, and have we've yeah. been doing that for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I'm not uh, I'm Turns not getting out. involved with that. And yeah, and this, I'm sure, just gives people, especially, you know, employers more cover. And I think on some level, hopefully, right, there's like a psychological effect where people will begin to embrace it. Because like we were saying earlier, the whole like, well, good luck taking an experimental vaccine. And (laughs) it's not even FDA approved. Those are now those talking points are now moot. Because when you look at it, like the vaccine has been approved. They didn't change anything. They're like in the state that they've been giving it to people. We approve it. So it's not like they're hitting us with Pfizer 2.0, the fucking remix that's been FDA approved. But yeah, it it is a curious thing because you'd hope that for people that were saying or were so adamant about like, well, I'm just worried that it's not FDA approved. Like I can understand if you have a fear around it. I can respect that. But if you then pivot to some other shit and you start bringing up George Soros then right. I knew that was just cover this whole time because yeah. really this is a philosophical thing that you're engaged in, not anything to do with like what the actual scientific knowledge is. Yeah. There's this thread from uh, a doctor who just like kind of described how he deals with people who are vaccine hesitant. And it was just, it's kind of, we'll link off to it in the footnotes, but it's, it just w- felt like something to aspire to because my experience with people who are vaccine hesitant, I have not been patient. It's I've so not, hard. It's been very counterproductive, though. Mm. And like, oh, I, is little boy scared to get in the picking up? Poor you. I do using my point. <laughs> <laughs> I do use a dumb guy voice. Yeah. Just yell <laughs> ignorant at them. No, yeah. but he. So this doctor is like, okay, so. First, I say, talk to me. I'm happy to spend as much time with you as you need to discuss COVID and the vaccine, which like right there. Step one, that is the opposite of what I want to do is like (laughs) spend a lot of time hearing somebody spit a bunch of like, you know, conspiracy theories that they read on Facebook back at me. Mm-hmm. But then he has like good data. He's saying over 95% of doctors got the vaccine as soon as it was, as it was available to them. If you focus on physicians who actually care for COVID patients, it's nearly 100%. He's like, I'm vaccinated. My whole family is vaccinated. No, we even got my 11 year old a fake ID to get her vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> no corners were cut in the development of these vaccines. That's something you hear a lot that corner they cut corners just to like well, that's get it the out. emergency authorization thing that they always talk right. about it was an emergency authorization and now hopefully well no that's yeah same and thing. he's also saying like only the only thing that was cut was red tape they just like made it so that this was the top priority like yeah. mm-hmm. don't you guys um, hate red tape 
Isn't that part of your entire philosophy? These guys are just like, oh, these government bureaucrat, red tape, America, freedom, do the thing you want to do. And then it's like, oh, okay, they've they've cut all the red tape for this vaccine. So, well, that's suspicious. Yeah. Why would Um, you do that? Well, what's really going on? What's really happening here? Yeah, he's just so patient and saying, your question, skepticism are okay and need to be addressed. Hmm. He brings up this idea of that they're like one of the actually scientifically backed risks of the vaccine is myocarditis or heart muscle inflammation after the second dose to the tune of about 50 cases per million. But he points out that with COVID, like if they catch COVID, it's actually 500 to 3000 cases per million. So it's like not even close, which is the bigger risk. So it's like, I don't know, he does a good job, but he like acknowledges the one thing that like, I understand if this is the thing that's making you hesitant, like, just take I understand, like, at first blush, that makes sense to me that you would be like hesitant about that. However, like, if you just look at the data a little bit further and like actually stick with it, you'll see that that's not accurate. Um, I understand people, you know, like having a hesitancy for like putting some, something in their body that they don't know what's in it and stuff like that. Or like I, I understand that people have that. So it's like there's some rational there's got to be a way to talk to these people in a way that like doesn't put them down and doesn't like make them feel like dirt and doesn't make it because uh, as soon as you put them down, they feel like it's, you know, it becomes part of the culture war. It's like it becomes an issue of yeah. like, well, you know, that's just you and your, you know, liberal clowns making fun of us regular folks. So it's like you do need to try to be kind with it if you're in a position where you have to be. As someone who's not in a position where I have to convince anyone, I just have no patience at all for just it. Just dunk it on people. Yeah. I mean, especially since, like, I, I, I don't understand, like, I, listen, I'm a, I'm an ex-heroin addict. I put so much stuff. I don't even know what I put in my bloodstream. <laughs> right. yeah. Like, it was just like, wh- whatever the guy gave me, I was like, that's probably not going to kill me <laughs> immediately. Looks yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, is it brown? Oh, good. Brown, good color. And then, <laughs> and then just directly into the bloodstream. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't fully understand the hesitancy, but, uh, you know, I understand yeah. that most normal people don't. I think we can still be frustrated by it, but like just like I'm I recognize in my limited experience dealing with people who are vaccine hesitant, I've or like hearing about people who I know who are vaccine hesitant. I definitely feel like I could add a little bit more of this sort of just patience and like understanding. Yeah, understand, because I mean, like just generally across the board, like we're now back to a thousand like COVID deaths a day. It's like what (sighs) we're all going through here is fucking it's brutal. It's not psychologically healthy, but like it's there's we're going through a shared trauma. And I'm just going to try to have like compassion for like recognize that as I'm like getting like clenching my fists and getting ready to like scream sure. at something. That's why I feel like it's important to figure out if people are anti-vax or vaccine hesitant. Right. Because right. I think some people will use the language of anti-vaxxers and are actually just scared. And yeah. I'd soon, I have more compassion to arrive at a conversation with someone where we just get to the point where it's like, we're not going to, don't wave facts and figures in front of my face if you're not willing to get this vaccine, because what you're talking about isn't the same thing as what I'm talking about. Right. If you're scared and this 
this movement has just given you a way to articulate your fear around it, that's a completely separate issue. And I have a little bit more to be like, you know what? That's fine. I can work. I can work with scared. Yeah. I, I can't work with angry and thinks they know more than fucking <laughs> a hospital. That's right. yeah. Those are just completely different sort of planets that we're on. And yeah, it's just a. I guess. I guess patience will work, but I mean, when you have a third of Republicans who are just still like, I'll never, I don't give a fuck what it yeah. is, then you're still looking at some interesting outcomes. Yeah. Have you guys been watching any of Russell Brand's content recently? No. no. Is he? It's, yeah, it's exactly what you, you, like, without even thinking about it, you're like, ah, shit, I know exactly <laughs> where he falls on this. And, uh... Someone posted a video of it, and he was doing a lot of, like, kind of hedging. He's not saying he's anti-vax or anything, but he's just like, I've got a little question to myself, hey, governor. And he, like, can't do his voice, but, you know, he's like, oh, you know, it's just, how come they say one thing, and then Anthony Fauci says another thing? And uh, I was like, ah, shit. Even if he's, like, just trying to be inquisitive, yeah. I, like it, it worries me about media figures sometimes who kind of fall into like the wellness space because yeah. I'm like, I, I, I think it behooves you and it behooves the rest of the world. If you're in that wellness space as like a media figure to try to de-radicalize people rather yeah. than feed into their right. fears, Suspicion, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I it's true. There, less... there are things that the government, you know, fucked up and there are things that like, you know, vaccine efficacy may not be as perfect against Delta as everyone thought it was going to be. There's a lot of breakthrough cases. But, like, your audience is ready for you to say some, like, you know, crazy QAnon shit about vaccines and Soros. You need to lead them away from that shit. Yeah. That's what that's what I think. So, Russell, if you're listening, come on, man. And Do better. Is. Yeah. That's yeah, he is say. big. He is that gang. Oh, hell yeah. But he keeps yeah. trying to come on and we're like, nah, bruv. Sorry, yeah, sorry, bro. bro. Leave it, fam. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back and uh, talk about kind of a a big breakthrough for uh, the vaccine when it comes to thought leaders on the right. We got Trump and Mo Brooks talking talking that uh, sense, and doesn't doesn't seem like it's going over too well. And we're back. And just in keeping with the overall kind of continued news story of Trump's the ban on Trump from social media continuing to succeed, Trump actually had a rally in Alabama over the weekend that I was not aware of. Oh, yeah, dude. It was sick, bro. In Alabama, <laughs> in a town where days before Trump arrived, they declared a, declared a state of emergency because hey. COVID was getting so bad. And he's like, Let, y'all, let's get together, all of us, the unprotected and ill, in one place to scream at the top of our lungs. And, you know, you look at Alabama, they hit negative ICU capacity last week. Negative Ugh. I see you, which is like a fuck. It's like the weirdest thing to even try and conceptualize that you even like have a way to articulate negative capacity, which is like, yeah, we we throw motherfuckers out, I guess. Yeah, um, that's that's just people are dying in the streets. That's what that's it's like people dying in waiting rooms. Yeah. Or the hallways and things like that. It's fucking Ugh. grim. And, you know, no matter how you look at this whole situation, the red states are getting hit the hardest by covid and the data only supports is more like first it was sort of anecdotal. And then you like you really look at the numbers like, nah, man, like just you can tell there's a rhetorically 
Republicans do not want to be vaccinated or believe in any kind of like mitigation techniques or anything. So I think that's probably why we saw kind of like that soft turn with the Republicans like two months ago where they're like, hey, you know, it's not that bad. And just kind of yeah. leave it like just so they're on wax saying that shit. <laughs> right. So but these rally goers on Saturday, they got fucking served a double dose of what in the holy fuck are you talking about when Trump and Mo Brooks took the stage to say some of the wildest shit I think they have ever heard at any kind of GOP rally. So first, I want to bring up Mo Brooks, because as you remember, this is the man who's being sued by Eric Swalwell, like to be like, hey, you're sort of contributed to the inciting of a riot because you went on stage and you're like, you ready to fucking die for this shit? <laughs> and you had a fucking bulletproof vest on kind of a high high risk maneuver. Plus, you know, he's representing himself in court. He got up there and he said, come on, y'all. Like he he was essentially saying we need to kind of look forward. We got to get over the 2020 election. I'm sorry, get over the big fucking lie that let's just watch wow. this little moment where the crowd was absolutely fucking just confused when they saw this. He's saying beat them in 2024, beat them in 2022. People wow. are screaming. They look mad. Boo! I fucking hate you! Boo! (laughs) We're not winning. We're stealing. What are you fucking talking about? They're doing that thing I've only seen. Filth! I'm sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) They're doing that thing I've only seen angry crowds do in movies, where like he's like shouting and like pointing at the guy like fuck you i'm mad at you you see the one woman doing the double thumbs down yeah yeah that rules (laughs) it's real and again yeah this is what they they had these people fucking doing the fuck what is that shit from clockwork orange the fucking ludovico treatment basically with your Mm. eyes spread open feeding you this big lie shit and you think you can just pull up to this rally and be like, hey, y'all, we got to get past this shit because, uh, you know, I'm currently under investigation. I got a lot of fun. So I need to kind of build some momentum for my defense, which is I was always talking about further elections. <laughs> yeah. not Hey, what's up, everyone? One. Glad to be here on the advice of my counsel. I want to say get masked up. Uh, Trump lost the election. And right. uh, I'll see you later. Boom! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. So just saying, let's move on and beat them in 2022 is what they were getting pissed off about. Yeah, because they want they want a solution now for him to be reinstated. They've been they want a final solution, you know, (laughs) to the election problem, you know, no, because he already won in their eyes. They're like, no, 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 no. You can't say, you know, we got to beat him in 2022, even though like rationally, it's like, okay, yeah, but you got to. I mean, are they not going to vote? That would be sick if they all just were like, well, I'm not voting in this fake election. Please. I, I mean, please. yeah, where's that like psyop from like, you know, left right. to like truly just get in, in, infect that world and be like, dude, don't even vote. Don't even yeah. vote. <laughs> this anymore. is how we win by yeah. protesting without voting. But yeah. then they're going to. But then with that, you, ugh, I don't know. It's such a fucking slippery slope because no one believes in anything. You know, like yeah. a number isn't even a fucking number anymore to these people. So. The knock that wasn't even really the knockout blow. So that was a little bit of a teaser. App that was an amuse bouche shit. That was the undercard. Yeah, for for the real heavy hitter, Dear Leader took the fucking stage. Okay. 
and he said, "Yo, you ready for this one? I hope y'all ready for this." COVID's real. And he said, "I'm not even gonna. I'm sure you heard about this, but I'll just share with you." He got to the stage, and sh- Donald Trump shared his thoughts on the COVID vaccine. Three days less than nine months. And it's great. And you know what? I believe totally in your freedoms. I do. You got to do what you have to do. But what? I recommend take the vaccines. I did it. It's good. Take the vaccines. But <laughs> you got no. That's okay. That's all Ooh, right. They're booming. You got your freedoms. But I happen to take the vaccine. If it doesn't work, you'll be the first to know. Okay. I'll call up Alabama. I'll say, hey, you know what? But it is working. But uh, you do have your freedoms. You have to keep, you have to maintain that. You have to maintain that. And you got to get your kids back to school. Oh, my God. What a spineless (laughs) fucking creep. This man, man. he is so averse to any kind of conflict. The Mm -hmm. second the crowd, he goes, yeah, and I, he even said, he, you're out there. I thought you're advocating, right? I mean, obviously, this man doesn't live by any kind of morals or anything, but he's like, no. yeah, I got it. They go, boo, and he's immediately like, yeah, yeah, no smoke. I don't want smoke. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Y'all got to do you. Y'all got to do you. Y'all gotta, but I got it. So, and, you know, don't come for me, but, I, you know, do, do you. Do you. So, uh, wow. That is the first time that I've felt like maybe he won't run in 2024 or, like, won't win. I don't know. That, that seems, like, very, I don't know. What? What's he doing? I don't know. This is amazing. I think he, you know, is going to, because here, I think he's looking ahead a little bit, because like at some point, I think, I hope, I don't know, like COVID will hopefully be over someday. And then he'll have to like run for president. And uh, I think, I don't know, I think he knows that uh, at the end of the day, the vaccines do work and that he is going to be held responsible more and more for the fact that like, yeah, he is, you know, part of this movement that is going to end up killing hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah, you know? already has. Yeah. I and mean, it just I mean, makes it clear has, that but, he's like no. playing a pretty bad hand. And in, in oh, that yeah. Clip and because, again, you, you like yeah. as we've said, the people who really have fucking power, like, you know, fucking corporations and mm-hmm. like titans of industry, they're fucking screaming at these yeah. people to be like, Dude, if we have to shut down again, I'm going to fucking lose it. Right. right. So yeah. get these people fucking vaccinated so they can keep yeah. coming to fucking Olive Garden or, or you can kiss your fucking right. money goodbye or like right. I'll figure some other shit out. Because, I'm going to lose it, specifically your pension. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah like, exactly. But more than like, you know, doing what's right for party or whatever, the money is really the God in this country. And if the, mo- if the revenue starts slowing down, that's the issue, not people dying. And so yeah. you can tell that's where it's like, yeah, kind of got to, you know, if Walmart, if the fucking Waltons are like, yo, man, y'all got to get vaccinated. Right. I yeah. don't know how conservatives are going to be like, no, nah, man, fuck them. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. But this the take, though, like you're saying, it's confusing. Right. If you're if you're a conservative, like, what the fuck did he just say? Because while some of them were like, boo, you could tell some people were having a head scratching moment when he said, get the vaccine. I got it. It works. They're like, wait, what? I thought we yeah. were, I thought we weren't. And I just want to point out on Wonket, they did a little diving into like websites like, you know, just sort of I'm not gonna even shout out the actual URLs, right. but these like these conservative media Popular boards or conservative message boards, boards where they talk. Yeah. 
One person described it as this. This is explaining this is why Trump said he's fucking with vaccines. Quote, if this hasn't been said already, mainstream media narrative has been that the majority are vaxxed and we are the unreasonable minority. I don't believe this and we can't share the dangers of the jab fast enough to save each new target audience. You know mainstream media can't pass up a chance to show Trump getting booed. You know Trump isn't afraid of contradiction. So this brilliant strategist has given Bama the opportunity to boo the vax in one voice loud and clear and get the message out to others who think slash thought they were in the minority. So That's right. Four-dimensional chess, dude. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. They can't possibly believe that. Right. I don't like that. No, no one believes anything. Everyone. (laughs) It's hard. But I'm saying that's all they're sort of left with, because that's the other thing that a lot of right wing people like people who monitor right wing extremism are saying is like, dude, all the lies that they've been fed the last year, like one after another, just taking L after L and like getting laughed at for all this shit that they believe in. Like it's starting to get like really tense with people not knowing what to do with all this fucking energy and expectation they put into these Mm -hmm. like conspiracy theories. And so this other woman, they showed a, on, on there's a clipping from Twitter where one woman said, why is Trump pushing the vaccine? He seems to be strongly recommending it. And that's not settling with me. Please help me understand why he's doing this, please. Then another MAGA person's like, I think they altered the vaccine after he left office. They have also suppressed the real data on negative reactions. I honestly think he doesn't know the truth about them. <laughs> Look at Hannity, for example. They still trust the medical establishment. Then that same woman replies to that and says, I find it hard to believe with all the info that's coming out about vaccine injuries and deaths. If someone like myself is aware, I can't imagine someone who spearheaded the campaign and has a genius IQ is not aware of the danger. So, oh, buddy, <laughs> he has a genius IQ. I, lo- I love that. I love that they look at Trump and they're like, this guy's a fucking genius. Yeah. This is the smartest man I've ever seen in my life. And I mean, the, there's uh, a little or left. there's a little bite of like cynicism there where there's they're starting to turn. Yeah, because I'm sure. Yeah, if, I don't know. I did, but see, this is like one of those. I think it, this whole like with Trump getting into the GOP, it sort of started like, oh, my gosh, the inmates are running the prison. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly now the inmates are from the MAGA prison are now yeah. running. the. It's like this fucking meta yeah. Inmate running, it's like oh, yeah. snake eating its own tail, like infinitely. That you're like, who is in? Who's in charge here? Who has yeah. any yeah. kind of? Who can actually direct this thing? Yeah, I mean, it's like a it's a radicalization, like perpetual, like vicious cycle in warp speed. So we're just going to see more and more, you know, people because if there's no leadership in here, then if Trump isn't the leader of this, then who is? And whoever takes the mantle, it's just going to be, I mean, it's literally these guys just believe algorithmic created like AI memes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like these are not, these are not even like human run, like misinformation campaigns a lot of the time. Right. And the the robots are taking over. It's just they're doing it in the the weirdest way way. possible. (laughs) Right. That's a really good point. Yeah, we have reached the singularity. Mm-hmm. And in addition to the Internet being like this hive mind that's smarter than us, it is actively making us dumber. So yeah. the, it's just creating more and more separation. Yeah, it's like Derek's string of numbers told me that water gives you erectile dysfunction. <laughs> right. And I believe him the most. <laughs> okay. yeah. All right, let's talk crate challenge real quick. This oh, boy. Is, I've, have you I've, seen I've, it? Oh, I yeah. Just, saw it because of you put this in the doc. <laughs> so it's pretty pretty if, cool. 
if for people who don't know, if you haven't been on the internet at all the last two weeks, you may have missed this trend that is blowing up hashtag crate challenge where these people are doing like a gradual like pyramid <laughs> of milk crates up mm-hmm. to like 10 crates tall and then going back down to one and doing this challenge of can you walk up this fucking pyramid of crates and ascend and descend this fucking pyramid? A lot harder than it looks. I know people at home, if you haven't seen it, you're thinking, I could do that shit. I don't know. And But here's the thing. As anyone who's been a stupid kid who's stood mm-hmm. on a fucking stack of anything that wasn't mm-hmm. cinder, like fucking cinder blocks, yeah. you know shit gets wobbly up top. The way just, <laughs> oh, it's yeah. like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> but everybody raise your broken wrists in unison for the, <laughs> who've made that fall. And this fucking, the, so the reason I bring this up is that there's like, t- like over, there's like thousands, like maybe tens of thousands of videos under this hashtag. And I haven't, I've barely seen one successful one. All I see uh, are wild injuries from people yeah. falling the fuck off this thing so high. Directly on their face. Yeah. Like or, directly on their face. Or like scorpioning where their fucking Ooh. ass cheeks are hitting the back of their head and shit oh, like that. And you're like, oh yeah. my God, what the fuck are y'all doing? And it just kind of. It just reminds me of like our propensity for these kinds of things on the internet, especially like with Americans, like this whole thing of like the appeal of a challenge where all the evidence just shows you it's pain and suffering, but mm-hmm. it's still like, yeah, man, got to try that shit. I, yeah. I'm really like looking at this now. I'm like, what is, what's, where are we right now? Cause we've seen this before with the one where it's like, Hey, light your shit on fire. Remember the, the fire challenge you get in the shower and fucking set your shit on fire and stuff like that. And you're like, this is fucking dumb. But this Wait, one now, like, I just feel like get in the shower and set yourself on fire. I, I've missed all these. Challenges. Yeah, where people are, like putting like alcohol in their chest and then like, yeah. like flame, God. like letting their chest flame up. But then yeah. half the time, people were using different fucking fuels and like right, they couldn't wrong. get the fire out and it would just be yeah. like a human fireball in their house. Right. Yeah. 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 You got to be real careful when you set yourself on fire. Yeah. <laughs> people don't know. You've always said that. I've always said that. It affects me, I think, as like as I get older. Like, I think I would have tried that shit in my 20s. Because, again, there's an ego thing where it's like, nah, man, these people in it are so uncoordinated. Like, Yeah, they know. can't do it. Yeah. They that's can't that's do what it I like think. Me. I look at it and I go, nah, they're just, they got, they all got Parkinson's or something. They're all shaking and shit on that on that <laughs> top one. They, they must have, like, something wrong with that. I could do that. And I think that's literally all it takes to drive humans into, like, you know, getting paralyzed by doing a TikTok challenge. Right, it just yeah. takes being like, I could do that. Or just you going, know? oh, that person's dumber than me. That's right, why exactly. it failed every fucking video I've seen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think yeah, there's I'm like, not- I don't know, there's an interesting aspect to it that I'm, 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 I'm trying to find the pieces to. Yeah, I mean, what's the psychological thing that drives that? It was yeah. a big, it was a big, I don't know the mechanism. I know that it was a big trend during the Black Plague for people like there was a meme where people would go around and whip themselves at that time. It was in order to like atone for the sins of oh, like humanity. those cultures that was causing the plague they believed were causing the plague. So they were taking the pain onto themselves. Unfortunately, it was actually just a traveling circus that were basically spreading the plague from one community to another. Of course, it's fucking theater kids who did it. Right, right. But <laughs> I, I wonder, I, I do wonder if this is something similar. Like there's, we, when we are going through vague, diffuse suffering, we enjoy 
there's something in us that needs to see other people go through acute, (laughs) dramatic, profound suffering. Right. We're just so used to, you know, something that has a large percentage chance of infecting you and hurting you that we're like, what about something with an even larger percentage chance? If I can beat the crate challenge, then I can beat anything. Right. I think there's, you know, something in there. The this is, I think, uh, of all the challenge videos I've seen, like the difference between how boring a successful completion of the task is versus the just beautiful ragdoll physics that that you see (laughs) when it doesn't succeed and just like the, you know, wobbling and then like it starts, the wobbles get bigger and bigger. And then right. Like it's, it's among the challenges and like viral memes I've seen. This is the one that is most clearly just watching people get injured profoundly it, because nobody nobody wants to see you succeed in no. this. There's one the one video I saw of somebody succeeding and they were actually rolling a blunt while they while they did it. They were so good at the milk crate challenge that they just calmly walked over it while rolling a blunt the whole time. But that video, somebody goes, I, wa- I just want him to fall in the background. And, <laughs> and the person like calls them out. They're like, what? We're not haters like that here. But it's like, well, if, you, if you're watching this at all, you're probably at least like, Or maybe it's hoping. like a crab in a bucket phenomenon where it's like, don't let that crab get too high on the fucking crate. <laughs> Someone Bring just them pushes them up. down. <laughs> yes. We're all fucked. Yeah. We're all going down together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So maybe the crate uh, challenge is bringing us together with our, you know, the daunting realization that uh, we only have each other. Yeah. <laughs> well, if there was something that could bring us together in an even less healthy way, Gwyneth Paltrow has done it by creating a Goop cruise. Yes. So her company, Goop, has been like for for most of the pandemic, it was pretty quiet on COVID treatments. Hmm. Even, even I wonder when scientific miracle cures were all the rage. But then at a certain point, she was like, I caught COVID. And this doctor, Dr. Will Cole, found a bunch of ways to help her with her symptoms that for legal reasons are not explicitly labeled as treatments. Uh, <laughs> but by an amazing coincidence, we're all for sale through goop. <laughs> and uh, oh. Dr. Cole, by the way, is a chiropractor. Oh, the best kind of doctor. Yeah. I love that. When it comes to COVID, that's who you want to put in charge of your A neck breaker. Yeah. Have you tried stretching your back? I just say for literally (laughs) everything. Yeah. yeah. No, I think my lungs are filling up with fluid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, But let's let's check your sacrum out. Yeah. Going to the fucking ICU and going to people on ventilators and just cracking their neck. You're like, all right, you should be good in a couple days. All right, put this on their forehead. A couple drops of this. Dr. Cole recommended a fast that cuts out sugar and alcohol. So Gwyneth hocked a bunch of mocktails and a $112 glass. The level of scumbaggery that is is just so off the charts when it comes to like Gwyneth Paltrow and the the whole like goop thing. Because it's like this is kind of similar to the Russell Brand thing where I was like, I mean, I knew this was where she and her company was going to stand like I knew Russell Brand was going to be someone who was going to be vaccine skeptical, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. I knew the same thing of, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow. But it's just uh, to see the kind of waiting game that she did where she was just like, I'm going to wait a while and not say anything because that would be gauche. But eventually I'm going to have to let people know 
that the only thing that cures COVID is when you put a jade egg in your pussy. Right. And, you know, just live a healthy uh, lifestyle, you guys. It's so much about fear. And yeah, one, one thing that that uh, Goop did do in the early days that was definitely damaging is they platformed a self-described holistic psychic, sorry, holistic psychiatrist mm. named Kelly Brogan, who was just at the absolute vanguard of COVID misinformation. She was claiming on social media that COVID might not actually exist. Uh, people's symptoms were caused by fear and blasted vaccine passports, uh, which we cl- she claimed would lead to totalitarian government control, not unlike what preceded the Holocaust. Uh, She did all that in March 2020. So she was like ahead of the QAnon game. That's like the the level of sociopathy to like be around in March 2020 to look ahead and know, I know there will be a vaccine for this. And I got to get out ahead of this to say that that shit is poison. Without even knowing that it's not even out yet. And she's like, that'll be poison. You know, do do my magic Knowing nothing cure. else. Right. Here, here are your talking points for when there is a effective vaccine. Wow. Um, True scumbag. She uh, they also sell a gold necklace for the low price of eight thousand six hundred dollars. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah. the wholeness medallion where she recommends wearing several at once while hiking. <laughs> Wait. Several $8,600 fucking necklaces while hiking? Yeah. <laughs> well, so hiking is a key part of uh, COVID recovery because it helps you sweat out the toxins. And Yeah, you got to get those toxins. Yeah. Rock uh, this is the problem, out. you know. You're getting sick because you're not rocking a Honda Civic on your neck and hitting Runyon <laughs> Canyon. Right. What the fuck are you talking about? And... Actual doctors eventually took issue with Paltrow marketing the crap to her fans, and she claimed that the National Medical Director of England's NHS was just criticizing her for the clicks. Damn. Spoken so, like a true right-winger now. I know. Right? Wow. Yeah. Haters going to hate just for the attention. Yeah. The <laughs> NHS? You, th- yeah. you think the NHS? <laughs> yep. Yep. Doctors. Yeah. That, Doctors that fucking with me for a... clout. <laughs> and so this is where Goop stood entering this latest development, which is the announcement of Goop Cruises, celebrity cruises featuring Goop crap that will set sail in when COVID is uh, defeated. No, oh, we'll Next set year. sail in the fall. Oh. Goop is providing cruises with onboard wellness experts, oh uh, curating programming and fitness kits. But Paltrow claims she's sworn to secrecy on the rest. So what does that mean? Because that's it's really, truly like the shittiest salesman. Just she basically says like what? And there's going to be a bunch of, quote, goopified perks that will later, quote, pop up. Which is what? A positive covid test? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. What are we talking about? So vague. But basically, the Goop at Sea package is a mere uh, additional $750 fee uh, to go on celebrity cruises, which I'm not sure what celebrity cruises entail. Like if they're just named after a celebrity or something. No, that's just called. It's just it's just the name of the company. Oh, that's the name. of the Oh, company. that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not like the, yeah. Clooney's on the cruise. I was on. Right. A, I I like many years ago. I went on a celebrity cruise to Alaska. 
uh, with my grandparents. Oh, and it was nice. like, dude, this is like old folks fest on there. I was like, okay, yeah. Yo, and cool. a buffet, which is pretty dope. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the best part. And the worst hor- part is. Dude, horny fucking boomers, though. Like, I saw, oh, yeah. like, two people just pair off and disappear to, like, a room, like, within minutes of meeting each other at the bar. And I was like, this place yeah. is fucking wild. Yeah. No, they really are just, like, geriatric fuckboats. Like, for the <laughs> most part, it's just, like, meant for, like, older people to, like, either, you know, spend their last, you know, money in retirement together to go someplace they haven't been before and have a buffet. Or for people just uh, looking to hook up, which I'm uh, totally in favor for. I think a Goop Cruise would be great if uh, it wasn't about getting COVID. Because this is what it seems like. It's like the main theme is like, we're going to try really hard to give us all COVID. Yeah. And then uh, kind of just uh, let the and, chips fall. Where well, and then also then sell you some shit to treat your COVID with. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. You like, got co- Wait, you're a positive test. OK, well, tell me how many wellness necklaces are you wearing right now? Right. None. Right. <laughs> OK, well, here's the deal, mom. You need to yeah. drop at least 17 grand right now on these fucking chains. Like, what? You'll never guess where they stand on uh, actual vaccine mandates because of Florida state law passengers. It is at the passenger's discretion whether they decide to tell the cruise line if they're vaccinated. So it's a a collabo with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and Ron DeSantis, which I know we've all been looking for that that mashup. And cheap global labor, like not to mention the people who work on those ships. They're in such close quarters and you have a fucking COVID outbreak on there. It's not it ain't it's not going to be a pretty fucking sight. I mean, especially if you just look at like what happened for that one cruise ship, like in yeah, the in Diamond Japan. Princess. Yeah, like, that was like absolute nonsense. Yeah, it was just a, a complete outbreak, and then led to you know uh, it was a mass super spreader event, and they're just gonna do another one because they're you know they're just living this grift so hard. It's yeah. just weird that like Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, you know, she's always kind of gotten shit. And I think a lot of crunchy, you know, granola like wellness people have always gotten like a little bit of shit from people for their kind of weird beliefs. Mm-hmm. But this is like shouldn't be allowed to step foot outside territory. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like yeah, shouldn't like Mike if you Lindell. see her in Larchmont Village, you should yell at her. Right. You know? <laughs> She's she insane. She lives in Santa. She lives in Malibu. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like for going sure. to Larchmont. What's that? No, no. If she's going there, there buy you know to buy some drugs. You know, yeah. <laughs> right? But yeah, it's it. It really is like a thing that I I'm surprised they're not really. I, I mean, I am surprised because when you look at it, they're dealing in the same sort of misinformation and dangerous shit as like any other conspiracy theory out here. Is it basically is QAnon with a six figure income? Is what yeah. this shit is. It's like, well, no, QAnon's for like the broke boys. I'm like in this new age shit, which is essentially on the foundation of the same beliefs, and mm-hmm. that's where I'm operating from. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I I feel like we're seeing, like Matt, to your point, you were talking about how you could have predicted what Russell Brand's position was going to be on COVID, and like we we could have predicted that this was going to happen with Goop. I I feel like. Because people have these and even with Trump, we're seeing like celebrities almost be trapped by what their like online following and like support is, you know, they're they're they have no other option. It's like that's they could either, you know, just get booed off the stage or tell give the people what they want to hear. Yeah. But the weird thing about it, you know, with with Gwyneth is she's not. 
you know, it, it's one thing to be radicalized by your YouTube algorithm or by Twitter or Facebook, you know, because you have these like kind of like, uh, you know, you have traffic drawn to the most extreme views. Right. This right. is all on her own. Like she's not she's not being radicalized by, you know, like trying to give her YouTube piggies what they want. You know, like I've seen that before and I almost I, I don't excuse it, but I get it a little bit more like people are just feeding the people that are yeah. already, you know, in their audience, the shit that they want and the more extreme version. And I'm the only one telling you the truth. She absolutely doesn't have to be like this. You know, she can still sell $8,000 necklaces and just say that it, it like, like the you know, works. cures yeah. your fucking, like your yeast infections or whatever. Like she can, she can still do that kind of grift. It doesn't have to be COVID based, but she's making it. She is actively like making it about COVID. She's, it's mm -hmm. total scumbaggery. It's worse. It's actually worse than Alex Jones. Yeah. It was because Alex Jones is, is radicalized by his audience. And it's like this this circle that keeps going. He can't get out of that. He's trapped. Yeah. She doesn't have to be like this. She's like a true cult leader who's like having visions on the top of the palisades yes. and coming down and being like my sick ass immune system, which I won't acknowledge, uh, mm -hmm. is actually being aided by these pseudoscientific supplements. Yeah. Join me yeah. on this. But I do wonder journey. how much there's an echo chamber that feeds back on her. Like once she creates something that like has these tendencies of like, you know, oh, like I, I don't know about this thing. It's like outside of the medical mainstream, but it's fun. Like just by inviting that community in, then like she starts like getting I feel like there's a gravitational pull at work between like a online community and like the big celebrity influencer that sure i'm sure she's them. surrounded by people she's yeah. she probably in real life is surrounded by people who yeah. all share the same views and look at her as like this exactly. like basically yeah. guru and and you know but i think uh, to me i just look at that and i go if she's surrounded by people unless she really is isolated like a cult leader she's also surrounded by like some normal people i'm sure right. there are some people who don't agree with you know that stuff and she is completely ignoring that you know it's it's yeah. it's uh i don't know to me yeah. it's just much much worse because i don't know oh, i guess like sure. it's more understandable online radicalization to me because i guess oh, there's sure. so much loneliness attached to it that i understand why people are drawn into it you know we all want to we all have confirmation bias and we all want our you know uh narratives to be reaffirmed yeah but to create to have the ability to do whatever you want and create your own narrative and your own fan base and you know you can get them to believe whatever the fuck you want i don't know that's just worse to me oh yeah for sure i just feel like there's also a like neediness and mm -hmm. a feedback loop that's created sure. by these pseudoscientists yeah i mean no actor is self secure right. oh yeah that's, that's true that's, that's true just, starting off like it's just as an occupation you start off yeah. on the rockiest ground of constant rejection right <laughs> yeah. trying to make sense of like no that's fine and i'm still good and i'm gonna keep my head down and whatever and also yeah goop. like to me it seems like when joe rogan comes out and is like i don't know like i didn't get the vaccine i didn't get covid like i'm good like that seems like wait is he intentionally like doing this obviously he knows the truth but the fact is that, like, the community of Joe Rogan fans that he's probably interacting with on a regular basis are probably, like, feeding him that bullshit. Like, that sort of thing, I feel like, is inevitable, is, like, the sort of 
radicalization of the people and then they in turn like kind of right they keep like spinning things off into like a more and more dangerous direction so i just want everybody to leave joe rogan and gwyneth paltrow alone they're good people (laughs) uh, is what i'm saying (laughs) matt it's been such a pleasure having you man where can people uh find you and follow you Oh, you can find me on Instagram at Matt Lieb Jokes, and uh, you can listen to my uh, Sopranos podcast, Pod Yourself a Gun. Yeah, yeah. Which, uh, in which we rewatch the Sopranos and uh, talk about it with uh, a, a whole bunch of people that you know and love. So uh, check that out. And uh, thanks for having me, you guys. I fucking love y'all. Uh, and is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? Uh, yeah. So uh, the most recent tweet that I loved was uh, it was an image of trending in the U.S. Catcher in the Rye. People share their opinions about J.D. Salinger's 50, uh, 1951 novel Catcher in the Rye. And then the tweet is uh, from Desi Jed. Desi Jedekin is great. She wrote, no way this isn't annoying. <laughs> <laughs> because, is... uh, you know, for sure. If that's trending, if Catcher in the Rye is trending, you know all of the opinions are just the worst. And, uh, yeah. Brutal. Miles, where can people find you? What's the tweet you've been enjoying? Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Also, if you like 90 Day Fiance, check out the other show, 420 Day Fiance with Sophia Alexandra and I. Uh, tweet I like. You know, I'm, I'm, I haven't been scoping the Twitters that much, but whenever I see New York Times pitch bot, I go, okay, what's the pitch bot saying? Because that's always worth a good laugh. At Doug J. Balloon tweeted, we wanted to understand how mRNA vaccines work. So we talked to three Fox News viewers at a bonefish grill in the villages. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. Noah Garfunkel tweeted, Newton accidentally sits on an apple. And quote, gravity pushes apples up into your butt. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song we think you might enjoy. Miles, what song do we think people should check out? I think the audience will enjoy this track from Genevieve Artadi, and it's called. Again, just like the Milk Trick Crate Challenge, this song is called Living Like I Know I'm Gonna Die. But it's hey. like a very, you know, dreamy pop uh, synth track, and it's it's just got good texture to it, and, and her voice is really nice. You know, you might know her. She's collaborated with, like, Snarky Puppy and, like, Lewis Cole and some other really great musicians, Thundercat. And, yeah, this track is just uh, something that's nice, despite the ominous title. So this is Genevieve Artadi with Living Like I Know I'm Gonna Die. Well, The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for us this morning, but we are back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we will talk to you all then. Bye. 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 Bye.